I was listening to, to Dumb Bitch Media, um, our close friends alphabetically, and they were talk <laughs> they were talking about how like man, it, it fucking sucks to to like be remote like this because Evan Sophie after like you know because coronavirus and everything like it's it's hard to do these things you know separated like that and I thought yeah that is one perk we have is that we are we do still get to do this live you know like in person mm -hmm. so that's kind of nice that makes it easier but the downside to that is we have to fucking exist in the submarine all day every day <laughs> together like yeah the actual bit when you are like recording the podcast in the same location, that bit's good. It's <laughs> that, that like two hours, the two hours of the entire week you spend. We, I've not been, I have not been outside of like 15 feet of this motherfucker for like six months. Too so, long. So it's like, yes, the, the medium, the, the structure of recording is definitely better, but it, it's like being a fucking deeply, uh, checked out married couple where it's by the time we record there's nothing else to say <laughs> we've been in the same physical location when you sleep i'm still awake 10 feet from you oh and vice versa so it's like we, we oh, I i'm much closer to you when you're asleep we don't even <laughs> yes i've woken i've woken <laughs> up and mistaken it for night terrors <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's it's this is that thing, you know, a sleep paralysis where you think there's like a demon sitting on your chest. That's what I and you go like, yeah, that is what it is. <laughs> Shh, go Just back, go to, back sleep. to sleep. <laughs> we don't even have conversations anymore. Me and Brett do this thing now where we fast forward our conversations because we've had them so many times. That is a problem, actually. Where I'll just go like, oh, it's fucking ridiculous. So here's the thing about Project Veritas going after Ilhan Omar uh, tonight. And and I'll start. And after like a minute, we'll both just, with no malice, mutually agree like, hey, do you want to fast forward this? And we'll go like, sure. And I'll, I'll go, I think the things I'm going to hit are bullet one, two, and three. You understand where I'm coming from there. And Brett will be like, yeah, yeah. And, and the reason <laughs> is because X, Y. And the third one, I think that's a novel observation. And I'll go like, all right, so we would. This probably would have been like twenty minutes, and Brett will go, yeah, yeah, and I'll go, all right, because really, you're only having conversations <laughs> to like feel heard, you know, to like feel like okay, someone understands what I'm going through right now, and we can just shortcut the actual doing of that to like a logical appreciation that had we had this conversation, we would have gotten there organically, but we we can just skip. It allows end. us to skip passing it back to the important bits, like what do you want from Seamless. And or what was the good riff on Cometown? Yeah, it's not like we have anything important to talk. We're not no, of course we're not, not saving time for any economic reasons. It's just so we can so I can go back to Save for what time? It's an sitting in well. my room staring at the wall more. There's no reason to be that efficient. Time is the one resource I have a limitless quantity of. I don't even and that, you know what, despite that, I have not followed the news at all. This uh, I've embraced liberalism, but only the part where I make uh, self-important proclamations about self-care so <laughs> this whole weekend i have not been paying attention to the outside world i've just been ordering mcdonald's and champagne for every single meal <laughs> he has that's not a joke he has actually been doing that i've been packing up all my shit because here's the joy we're moving rob doesn't own things 
364 days of the year. That that's depressing. But right now, <laughs> no, right now feels it's not. Pretty it's good. awesome. Rev is the own thing. So I've been packing stuff in boxes. That's what I did all weekend. And then every time I came out, Rob has more McDonald's and champagne. <laughs> I'll be honest, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it just feels like you're celebrating not having to move stuff while I'm schlepping all my bullshit around. I, I did. The only things I've caught have been like very specific news items. So uh, one was con just congrats to uh, Blahovich, the UFC heavyweight champion, is now a giant polish guy he, he's 37 <laughs> years old he looks exactly like my brother there's basically there's only like four looks you can have as a polish person there's like the one i have now that i've shaved my head and grown my beard out which like i don't even need to do bonus episodes because i just get uh residual checks from sons of anarchy now they just started appearing <laughs> there, there's like bulky lifter guy that's sort of like my brother this uh uh Blahovich is so polish he he sent he fought Luke Rockholt like the pretty boy of of the UFC back yeah, in the yeah. day. This dude punched him into fucking orbit. He's out there with a Tesla car, just like meeting the Lagrange point and staying there until he wakes up. It's beautiful. His after fight interviews are all yeah. I don't think about trash talk. I'm very old and Polish. I just punch Polish power. He's <laughs> he's awesome. But, <laughs> But since he he won the belt, I think you know they realized like oh we need to we need to build this guy up somehow. We need like some media around him. Let's let's tell his story like UFC marketing people. <laughs> and so tell the old Polish man story. And <laughs> and so there was an article about his pre-fight ritual. Uh, the headline is Jan Blahovich's pre-fight ritual includes touching rope from hanged man he found in forest. What the fuck? I just want to read this to you. <laughs> Why? Our champion. The UFC light heavyweight said he regularly returns to a forest in his hometown of Warsaw, Poland, to touch the rope used by a man he found who'd hang himself. <laughs> According to him, the rope is a good luck charm that's had, quote, a 90% success rate since I started good doing luck this. For who? I mean, he's the champion. You can debate his methods, but you can't argue the results. Uh, Blahovich doesn't say when he found the man whom he encountered while walking his dog and initially mistook for alive. He said when he called authorities, a police officer on the scene asked if he took part of the rope used to hang the man. Quote, when you find a hanged man, you take his rope for luck. Blahovich remembers the <laughs> officer's reaction. <laughs> That's what people believed in the old days. I checked the internet and sure enough. Sure enough, that is exactly what people thought and believed in. If you don't believe me, check for yourself. That's Polish excellence right there. I like that the cop showed up, saw a hanged man, and was just like, uh, I've seen this before. We got theft of a magical rope. Is this you? And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. It's really been a great weekend. I, I only received Polish news. Every aspect of that is incredible. From the... Cavalier, like, yeah, I was walking through Warsaw Forest and a dude hanged himself. Like, that's just a normal occurrence in Poland. <laughs> to, like, why wouldn't I tamper with the dead body and take the rope for good luck? This depressed man's clearly not using it. 90% success rate. Those two things aren't related at all. He just got a fucking dead man's rope like a creep. And then he touches it. It's just so fucked up. That's, like, genuinely upsetting. If someone told me that in person, I would be, I would be concerned... 
for their mental well-being and my physical safety while I'm nearby. The other, the other Polish news is uh, Kanye West has just been doing uh, straight tweeting about revolution. So he, he tweeted like, we are here to complete the revolution. We are building the future. He, he posted uh, a famous image of uh, a Haitian slave uprising killing the white masters. And then he said, Haiti is where our people started the first revolution that freed us from slavery. One of, the, one of those times where Kanye turns to good Kanye. Seeing that tweet reminded me of, of one of my favorite Polish stories, which I feel like a lot of people don't know, um, which, which is the, the black Polacks of the Haitian Revolution. The what with the what? Yeah, it's fucking sick. Uh, it, it's one of those things where, so the Haitian Revolution, really brutal. Like, that's just a, a charnel house, absolutely oh, terrible. Yeah. And for no real obvious reason, the Poles just show up playing a major part it's like when it's we like, heard there was a bloodbath and we weren't involved so you know it's like you got a spawn comic and ant-man showed up for some reason <laughs> it shouldn't be there but uh i i would take this opportunity to try to to summarize for you guys the story of why the polls are the haitian revolution um it will i'll be pretty much perfectly accurate i, I know a lot of you come to this episodes because citations needed isn't rigorous enough <laughs> uh, so the year is 18 all this takes place basically 1800 plus or minus 10 years the poles are partitioned uh, as they as is their want and they look around europe uh, they're partitioned between austria prussia and russia and they have basically no allies but they know that napoleon fucking hates all three of those groups and they know that with his ascension to consul like he's up against a lot of monarchist bullshit He's going to be in a lot of wars and the Poles with no economy and really no future. They all en masse go to Napoleon and see if they can just sign on as mercenaries or whatever. And Napoleon's like, yeah, sure. We could use you as shock troops, whatever. Come on in. And so for a while, as Napoleon goes to you know Spain, uh, Egypt, Italy, you have the French army and then this division of, of just straight Poles. They have like cool, like, uh, dark blue and red uniform. They look like the NWO wolf pack. And <laughs> I can't emphasize this enough. They're dumb as fuck, uh, but effective. Because in that day, you know, like Napoleon, artillery, that's sort of his thing. You would blow the hell out of someplace, some fortress, but then you would actually have to get into the holes that you blew out. Right. And that's not very tactically complex. Like at the end of the day, you do just need to run through the hole. <laughs> and so there was this idea that we've talked about uh, on bonuses before called the Forlorn Hope. Les Enfants, by the way, there's a lot of French in this story. I can't pronounce any of it. Deal with it. Uh, there's this idea of uh, Les Enfants Perdus, which are the, the lost children. The idea is we're not going to make you be the, the regiment that runs through the hole. We're going to ask for volunteers. These, these are suicide missions. We are assuming you are lost if you sign up for this. But the ones that did survive uh, would get promotions or, or money or you know land. They, they, they'd incentivize it, basically. I only know about this from that Sabres game. What's that? Sabres of Infinity. He's got, uh, there's two of them out now, and he's doing a whole trilogy. But it is set basically during the same era, and there's a whole forlorn hope thing. And it's incredible, and it's so well written. But yeah, before that, I had no idea how to hold terminology and everything of you just 
there's a hole in the gate and we need we need a bunch of suicidal people to rush through the hole and we can offer you vast sums of money and titles because we know almost none of you are going to be able to collect yeah, on you it. Can't, you can't yeah. claim it. So there's a famous battle called uh, uh, the Battle of Somosierra Pass in Spain, which like Poles love talking about because Napoleon like called all of all of his like generals together and you know he's, he's giving this somber speech like you're all great men and that won't change today the task before you is a grim one and, and he, he lays out that we need uh les enfants perdus we need the forlorn hope we need volunteers willing to embark with the greatest bravery through the past we've shelled it as hard as we could we've lost far too many french lives and we need to put an end to this right now uh if if you sign up for this, you and your regiment will receive titles and wealth. And, and the polls just went like, hey, up, that, we got it. We, got, <laughs> hey, you, we, we called it first. We called it first. We're, hey, you hear that, boys? We're all getting paid. And like Napoleon's like, no, that's just, this is a very, I need you to understand this is a very somber thing. Hey, Corsican Ben Shapiro says we're all going to get whores tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're, you're not going to. 90% of you will probably die. Hey, the line for the whores is going to be short tonight. I'm going to buy all the whores and all the mules. I'm going to get a whore that looks like a mule. No, a mule that looks like a whore. That's what I'm doing. And they, so the point is like, fine. And they, they let the poles go. And the French, the other French officers fucking hate these guys. Cause these are just peasants that show up. They are, they wrote about them as if, they were completely guileless, no idea of military tactics, but after many French offensives fail, they just, the Poles just run straight up the path into the mountain, get mowed down and just keep going forward. Amazing. They take the fortress of Somo Sierra and come back to Napoleon like, all right, payday, who's getting drunk? It's, they did this <laughs> so often that they started to like make a good amount of, of money and fame for themselves. Yeah. So Napoleon would have to like send them again to these, he'd send them to these different campaigns and they'd rise through the ranks and the officer corps would go like, well, what do we, where does this go? Like we're getting <laughs> some really high ranked polls all of a sudden. Um, is you're going to have them leading the French army. The whole point of this was like a foreign legion. So we could use them as shock troops. <laughs> I love the idea that, that we are giving out free titles because no one's fucking dumb enough. To, but the polls are so dumb, they come back over and over and over again. And now it is a problem. It's like, I'm either going to get blown apart or I'm going to be rich. So or I, I'm going to get blown apart. Yeah, that's that's something they probably said. Sure. <laughs> and so as they start to like make their bones this way, they get further and further uh, assignments. So now they're out in Egypt. like They're out just sort of stationed in, in Italy. Yeah, Napoleon tries to kill them. And they don't die. The same way I try to kill the shittiest children in CK3, lead a bunch of campaigns in the middle of nowhere, and hopefully they'll eat it. Sending them to their deaths isn't working quick enough. <laughs> so once they're assigned out, out in the boondocks, they just start not paying them. Right? They're like, well, maybe if there's like a little payroll trouble, they'll just leave on their own. But whatever <laughs> pay French payroll trouble... <laughs> is better than anything you can do in fucking Katowice, Poland in <laughs> 1797. So they mm. just don't fuck off. This is during the, the Haitian Revolution. Toussaint Louverture is doing his thing. They've, they've abolished slavery. And Napoleon realizes, like, he made the wrong bet. He bet against uh, Louverture. He wanted the economic bonus that was San Domingue under slavery. And so even though the Haitian people have cast off their shackles, they've liberated themselves, 
Napoleon has this idea of let's get two birds stoned at once. We'll reinstitute slavery in Haiti and get rid of the Poles. So he loads the Polish regiments onto a boat and sends them to Haiti to, as he tells them, like defend the French people from invasion from the locals. And the Poles get there and they realize that is not exactly what the situation on the ground is. Situation on the ground is people there are just fighting for their freedom. They're just trying to like create a nation and being stymied by all these great powers. And some of the Poles start going like, that seems familiar. And now yeah. the French are still using them as these like shock troops to, to run in the hole like a fucking fullback. Only that doesn't work in guerrilla warfare. So these Polish yeah, regiments are being sent into the mountains and the jungles uh, with no machetes. So they, they can't like actually go out and fight. And they are just getting wrecked left and right uh, by the Haitian forces. And so the Poles start, as they do, becoming very like despondent. And uh, they're just depressed. These morose dudes are just like, wait, is there any plan whatsoever for us? And they're like, yeah, but you just have to stick around and, and it'll work out. And they're given these assignments where, like in one, they were doing evacuations of, uh, like the white women of the colony, they told the Poles like, okay, this is, it's like Dunkirk. You're going to, I mean, obviously that didn't happen yet, but <laughs> they told them Dunkirk style. Like, okay, you control the beachhead and we're going to go get all the, the white women out of here and the women, the children, we're going to get the white colonists to safety. And they're like, and then once they're out, the boats will come back and you'll take us to safety. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> Jean-Jacques Desalines, which is probably not how you pronounce it, which is one of the uh, lieutenants under Louverture. After Louverture got arrested and, and brought to Europe, Desalines was like the main guy. And he's like the Sherman of Haiti. Like he did not fuck around at all. Like he just scorched earth. He, he would give speeches about everything that was inflicted upon us, we will inflict upon the white population here. Like he, he would- he would go town to town and get people riled up to do like literally white genocide on the former slave owning class. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he's just been like watching these Poles be the shock troops for so long. And it's not like the Polish people really, they also weren't benefiting from the rise of phrenology at this time, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And so during, during Desalines defense, uh, against Napoleonic France in their attempt to reinstitute slavery, Desalines De starts reaching out to the Poles. He's just like, you know, it seems like they don't see you as real people, the French. I mean, we know a little something about that. I mean, they don't even equip you. They send you out to die. That's, why are you fighting for them exactly? And the Poles are like, well, you know, maybe it'll, maybe they'll appreciate us and eventually, you know, they'll liberate our country. You know, like, uh, do you really think that's going to happen? I mean, are they even paying you? And they're like, well, they didn't really pay us in Italy. Um, there's like payroll issues and now we're further out. So I guess there's like more payroll issues. And he's like, yeah, but when did, when's the last time you were paid for you risking your life? It's like, it's been a really long time <laughs> and you really care about like, you know, having your own country. You, you should be able to relate to that. Right. Cause what we're trying to do here is have our own country. This isn't, we aren't invading. We're fighting for our liberty. 
and the poles start going like, yeah, it kind of fucking sucks over here. And they start deserting over to uh, Dazeline's side. That rolls. And, and it ends up being so successful that, look, it's a bloodbath there. Everyone's killing everyone. Like the, the poles are baseline racist and terrible as, as they always are, right? But more and more start deserting so that eventually when the, the massacres of the white colonists happen, Dazeline gives you speeches about how we're going to inflict all this pain, but he says, every white person on this island needs to be eradicated because until they are gone, we are still colonized. This simply is what it is. He's calling for a genocide. Every last one, women, children. I mean, it's just, it's slaughter on all sides, but he goes, except for the Poles. <laughs> you know, the, they're like white people, but they have big heads and, and Can't mess them. giant foreheads. And they're like, yeah, they're like, those guys are cool. They're on our side. <laughs> Their weird skull shape should make it pretty easy to recognize them. And, and he, he wrote like warmly about the Polish people. He said, quoting, by the way, quoting a historical document here. So get ready, get ready to clip this for your soundboard. He referred to the Poles as the white Negroes of Europe <laughs> he meant it with solidarity and it was received that way so the poles just switched side and, and worked for him once uh they expelled all the white people except for 400 polish people desaline banned uh any whites from owning land or whatever but because the poles weren't white they were able to stay and they all settled in a village called uh, uh Ka kazalu or something like that which was from the polish name uh zaluski and to this day, there is just like very clearly Slavic Haitians that live there because all of, wild. all of the anti-white laws, Desalines literally said under the new constitution, all citizens here are legally black. And the 400 Polish people were like, are we citizens? And he's like, yes. And they're like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Good for those Poles. Yeah, they started a whole village. Uh, they went on to uh, get into communism, that little village. Uh, and so then there's a longer, I'll be honest, Haiti's not great right now, so some shit went wrong in the, the intermediate oh, yeah, period. But yeah, there's just, there's just a village of a half Polish, half Haitian people that are extremely recognizable as such. Go ahead and Google Polish-Haitian and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> you know the saying, black don't crack? Uh, we found the one thing that cracks it. <laughs> it's Polish genes. Look, tell, isn't that exactly what you think? So both yes and no. <laughs> Look at that. That I mean, that is, yeah. That is unmistakably Slavic Haitians. Why does every one of them just look old as fuck? That's, that's what <laughs> it's a Slavic blood. Yeah, we, we don't age well. Look, we came out ahead on that deal. Oh, for sure. But yeah, to the, to this day, like I work with the guy that has my exact full name, and he's a first generation Haitian immigrant. And we do like the Spider Man meme where I'm like Polish. He's like Haitian, the exact same. If you <laughs> if you search my name on Facebook, uh, I'm not on it anymore. But it used to be you'd find me and just all Haitian dudes. That's amazing. So that's that's the Kanye West uh, tweeting about the slave uprising. Bit of Polish history for you. Weird Polish connection. That's delightful. Also, this, that's 100% why you always pay your fucking imperial troops, you dipshits. 
Stupid fucking French. But that is the only, that's like the only news that I, I consumed. I saw, and I only saw I that mean, because- I mean, like, why bother with anything else? That's delightful. I only saw that because Haiti was trending uh, because of the Kanye thing simultaneously with the- uh, Oh, that's right. I remember you asking me while I was editing, why is Haiti trending? And I was like, I don't know. It's probably something terrible, though. And it wasn't. Well, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was that. And then the Supreme Court lady, I guess she adopted two black kids from Haiti. Oh, Amy Comey Barrett or whatever her name is. It is fucking amazing. The right is just owning the libs on rhetoric now. So good. They have no material analysis. So it's all tied up in identity. So they know that they don't like the new Supreme Court nominee but they can't find the vector of attack. So they're just like... Yeah, they tried the Catholic thing and that didn't work. Yeah, they go, oh, well, you know, she's uh, Catholic. It's like, what? I thought we had freedom of religion in this country. Are you, are you really? What are you, Stalin? You, you, you hate religion? <laughs> and they're like, no, it's just... Uh, well, you know, with her adopting the Haitian kids, that's like white imperialism. They're like, well, look, she doesn't believe in abortion. People that don't believe in abortion are like, yeah, we'll just have the baby and adopt them. So... You know, she's adopting kids. She's living her morals. Well, you know, she's very inexperienced. Yeah, so was fucking Kagan when Obama put her on on the court. There's oh, no. She's not even that inexperienced comparatively. Yeah, there's but there's no in for them. The right is trolling them so hard too because they know it. One of the senators was like, uh, uh, "I the Senate has a certain duty, and my duty here is to the the Constitution, and I will not." be participating in confirmation hearings and they're just like just like you shirked your duty when you avoided vietnam and like li- there's no that's a good own there's just no that's genuinely good own. anybody no who managed to get out of vietnam deserves to get owned now. at all times because it meant you were wealthy so good fuck that guy so my favorite outlets of that so far is i've seen at least two blue check libs uh one it was an actual opinion article about you know i i, I may not like her politics but She's brilliant, and she deserves to be on the Supreme Court to prove how far we've come, which, oh, brilliant. Oh, it's so good. God, I love that one. Obviously, she's awful, but we have to support girl bosses. So if I'm going to get permanently owned by a fascist, at least it's a female fascist. That makes me feel better. Theocratic fascism brought in by a woman just feels better for everybody, doesn't it? And they're, they are so broken, they, they genuinely can't get out of that, that fucking thought loop hysterical but uh my favorite owning by far has been that i don't even know who the fuck it was some right-wing grifter of some kind started selling notorious acb shirts which like yeah no that's an easy one it's three letters it works for fucking anybody you dumbasses like it's the easiest thing in the world to riff off of how dare you co-op tote bag feminism and absolute non-stop meltdowns in the comments yeah, i remember somebody uh somebody tweeted like what the fuck is going on with like Ruth Conda and Notorious RBG? Like, why is Ruth Bader Ginsburg associated with black culture? Where the fuck does this come from? And the answer I think that was best was uh, someone said, Hi, I'm a white woman here. Uh, tote bag feminism found a niche market of selling to gentrifiers who honestly enjoyed black culture but wanted to own it. So the juxtaposition of racist stereotypes of being, quote, urban or, quote, hood. And uh, putting that next to white fragility, apparently that's very funny and uh, sells. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah. It's like the uh, the yoga pants and wellness company that was like thug yoga, and it's like uh, namaste biatches, and just white women loved it. 
just, just an ability to own black culture. And in the same way that when Black Lives Matter happens and these police abuses are going on across the country and there's a, a popular uprising against these sorts of abuses, white women are busy posing for photos with their hands uh, up against the Supreme Court for RBG. Like, it's not so much that I want to commit to and take part in the well-being of oppressed minorities in this country. No, of course not. They just want to get the cool clout off of it so they can take photos. It's just so fucking depressing. And oh, so yeah. I can see when conservatives do it, they're like, oh, come on, that's in poor taste. Why? Oh, yeah. No, I like on this one, conservatives own away. Like, I, I genuinely didn't think they would be so easily trolled over this. The fact that Trump possibly nominating this woman is going to troll the lips so hard will do more for his voter turnout than whether or not they actually manage to see her because trolling the libs is the best way to get your fucking Republican base out. And like, God, it is working incredibly well to, to the point where you're like, is it really this easy? And apparently it is. Yeah, it really is this easy. Well, it's, it's, I, I feel bad. Like I don't actually hate liberals. Like I, I, I think it's coming from mostly a good place. They just, they've been programmed to have absolutely no material analysis. So they, they have to just go media symbols and, and signifiers that they produce project themselves into i hate this aspect of liberal so i don't mind when this part gets owned this bit where it's all projection i can't stand it well they don't have any alternative and That's they've been, they've been told that anyone that tries to bring in a class analysis is like a, a sexist bernie we were literally told uh that the dsa and all projects of, of socialism are inherently violent to women mm -hmm. yeah i do remember that and it's just like well why and there was nothing it's just like Bernie bros harass online. It's like, well, there you go. Pack it in socialism. Flip side, if you're this sad about it, you should be more upset about the fact that every single dim in the Senate is like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. Sorry, we're out. The reason I go after liberals so much is it's just, I don't think it's a bulwark against fascism. I think it's a trap door to fascism. And as many people as we can move off of it for political reasons, good. But also just for mental health reasons, because it, it ameliorates the desire to post things online like, for example, here, here's our uh, new segment, Are the Libs Okay? This was an actual no. post I'm going to read to you that I saw online. It's, it's brief. Bear with me. I warn you, uh, this will drive you mad. Meant totally earnestly, here we go. There is no art in this White House. There's no literature or poetry in this White House. No music. No Kennedy Center Award celebrations. There are no pets in this White House, no loyal man's best friend, no socks, the family cat, no kids science fairs, no times when the president takes off his blue suit, red tie uniform and becomes human, except when he puts on his white shirt, khaki pants uniform and hides from Americans to play golf. There are no images of the first family enjoying themselves together in a moment of relaxation. No Obamas on the beach in Hawaii moments or bushes fishing in Kennebunkport. No Reagans on horseback. No Kennedys playing touch football on the Cape. I was thinking the other day of the summer when George H. Bush couldn't catch a fish and all the grandkids made signs and counted fishless days. And somehow, even if you didn't even like George H. Bush, you got caught up in the joy of a family that loved each other and had fun. Where did that country go? Where did all the fun and joy and expressions of love and happiness go? We used to be a country that did the ice bucket challenge and raised millions for charity. We used to have a president that calmed and soothed the nation instead of dividing it. A first lady that planted a garden instead of ripping one out. 
We are rudderless and joyless. We have lost the cultural aspects of our society that make America great. We have lost our mojo, our fun, our happiness. The cheering on of others, the shared experiences of humanity that makes it all worth it. The challenges that we shared and celebrated. Unique can-do spirit Americans have always been known for. We have lost so much in so short a time. Someone posted that and the response was not, please call your family. It was like, yeah, so true. This is why we need Biden. That's deranged. That's someone that can only understand the world and politics through are the images on TV pleasing to me or make me feel like my status as a citizen here is something worth revering. But if we get Biden, we'll get happy first family photos again with all of his family on the beach, spoon feeding Biden baby food while he drools from the side of his lips and attempts to not imprison far more black people for no fucking reason. I'll tell you what, uh, Jill, I've always thought you you were one smoking hot lady. Uh, Joe, that is your granddaughter. All right. Well, it's still good. <laughs> they all kiss him on the lips anyway. It's fucking it, weird. They're a weird, so, creepy fucking family. It's so, it's all so fucking stupid. So again, that's why. Hey, I, every every aspect of that's dumb. I still don't understand the garden thing. Like, I, they are so fucking hung up on that garden. And the fact that you thought the ice bucket challenge was like a massive moral victory to be enjoyed is so pathetic. It was literally just like, where is my comforting PR? I don't care that bad things are happening in the country, but the PR no longer comforts me and I'm not okay with that. But someone, please God, do something to make all of these horrible things on my television go away so that I can just fucking eat brunch in peace and ignore the plight of every other human around me again. George Bush was the head of the CIA and your takeaway was, remember when he couldn't catch a fish? Pretty good. These people have brains of putty. I mean, that person 100% cried nonstop when uh, George Dub was president. They spent three paragraphs talking about the things that make America great in those terms, an ice bucket challenge made it and nothing else, no other, no policy. Because again, these things don't don't affect them. So it's They're just- right in that Obama did calm and soothe them specifically so that they would never once get in arms about the horrific shit that he did. He was very good at that. He was a very good lib whisperer. Let me build a silent murder program with our drones that I can then hand the keys off to any fascist that ever fucking wants to use it. No, 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 libs, don't don't protest. Shh, shh, shh. Obama's here. Guess what? He's gonna he's gonna sing a riff off of a modern R&B song that you guys are gonna love. That's why I'm just fucking housing spicy nuggets in three figure increments and drinking champagne because I feel like when I watch this stuff, it's not gonna change. Like between now and the election and whatever the fuck happens after that, it's like still another fucking month. These Jesus. people are not movable because they don't actually have politics so i feel a little bit like when i log on to the daily beast which by the way roger stone called for the arrest of all daily beast journalists for being seditious and critical support to my uncle actually again a broken clock start with the editorial staff and then we'll we'll worry about the rest some good ones but i'm just i'm just saying he's like 80 (laughs) percent correct (laughs) but when i when i log on and try to like absorb political news now i just want to do what we do which is like i i've already seen the entire future and the contours of this fucking debate it's static in nature can we just acknowledge it and then do anything else and so that's what i've been doing my my self-care beyond mcdonald's i've been getting real creative uh because we're you know we're basically still stuck new york is still pretty fucked so i'm just stuck inside so like 
One thing I, I did. God, it was terrible. One thing I did the other day, which I, I was pretty useful, was Brett went to bed and then I'm just still awake. So I would just like pour a drink and, and move my chair right close to the TV. And I would watch these like eight hour long walking in Ho Chi Minh City videos or like the view from a Paris cafe and just sit there next to the screen and like pretend like just sipping my drink and vibing and just pretending that I'm like outside in a public space enjoying so places around the world. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. You know, you just... You, Those you, videos are soothing, though. I didn't even know they existed until you started watching them. They are very relaxing. Yeah, just leave them on for like 24 hours. When you come out, you're like, oh, look look who's at the fucking Champ de Mars, me, huh? This is legit just a character from Apocalypse movie watching old news footage and being like, oh, look what life was like. Be out with the people doing regular things. I mean, it, it, it feels... I gotta say, it kind of works. Like, I was watching one that was just like being in Vietnam sat at a cafe and when it's long enough and you stick there like you do hear conversations of the people walking by it's like oh it's a guy fighting with his girlfriend it's just like you really feel like you're out don't most of the vietnam guys get creepy with the women at some point though i feel like all of those youtubers oh no all of these get get pretty there is there is what i'm glad you said that uh, I just remember I just remember walking in on one and being like, what is he doing? He's just staring at some woman creepily with his camera from like the second or third floor or something. It was, it was uncomfortable. There, there was one. So I was just sort of vibing. It was one of the like walking around town things. And so this guy is uh, account Landland. It would just happen to be that I was like, okay, Landland, what are you doing? And he's like, you know, you'd have text overlays like over here is a great place to get hot pot. And he would have a timer at the bottom, like it is 6.15 p.m. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. So you can sort of see what it's like in different neighborhoods at local time. That is cool. I like that. And I'm watching him. I probably spent the 45, 50 minutes I'm watching I'm watching him. And then he goes, oh, and we're here. And he takes uh, a turn and he goes into pretty nondescript. It's like some sort of bar. And he, he walks back and it's sort of like the like kitchen and swingers or goodfellas. Like there's like gallons of water stacked and like toilet paper and stuff and i'm like okay this is like you walk through the sort of the not presentable area to get to like the cool speakeasy thing and he walks in and and he sits down on this like dingy couch and i'm like oh what sort of thing and 15 identically dressed uh vietnamese women come out and stand in front of him and i'm like wait a second what? oh my god wait a, wait a second the last 45 Please minutes no. have just been walking what's going on here and he points to one of them and uh they go in an elevator she's like checking her phone they go in an elevator and uh, they take him to this massage cell oh jesus and i, I noticed the time says like 7 12 p.m and then it cuts to a still of high heels on the ground and then it says 7 35 p.m and it's him walking out oh my god <laughs> And I real and I'm like, what the? F Did this guy just get his dick sucked for like 20 minutes in the middle of this Vietnam walking thing? And he did. And oh my he, God. he just turned the camera back on, and then it's just like she's just disgusted with him, like taking him downstairs. And then he walks out, and he goes back to walking for another 12 minutes. <laughs> what the fuck? And then he walks into another building. I'm like, okay, so this is like after nut you know, going for some hookah or something. Nope. It's another lineup of, Oh my God, dude. Of sex Calm traffic down. massage girls. This time 
It lasts about 40 minutes. You know how I know that? Because he's timing his nut. <laughs> that's what that's for. I'm like, how many of these are? Like, this is like four hours long. And I'm fast forwarding, and he's just nutting every hour oh walking God, up and down. Oh, my God, you're kidding me. My man, Lan Lan, has like 50 videos where the comments are like, get that nut, Lan Lan. <laughs> and it just, it just... The algorithm just put that in among my among my like relaxing walk through Saigon. That's Look, incredible. It, there there are there are a disturbing number of Vietnam Vietnam based YouTubers who seem to be like very into PUA, creepy, like eighty percent of it is him walking and seeing the sights and being like Right here was one of the temples where refugees found solace during the war. And right here, uh, well, let's check it out. <laughs> I mean, look, it was disturbing, so but bizarre. I also didn't stop watching because, frankly, if you're telling me that a YouTube video on a topic I'm interested in inexplicably ends in the host getting a beach, like, <laughs> I'm a little more interested. If, if I was watching The Young Turks and Chank was just like, and 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 Biden's gonna capitulate. Of course, <laughs> that's a better show. It's disgusting, but it's a better show. Oh, that's disgusting. I just watch it, but there's a bunch of them. There, there's ones of like New York, where just like cafe in New York. There's one in. Uh, I saw one that was just like. I mean, at least he's paying for it. I, well, I hope he's paying for it. But it's better than the ones that I've seen where it's it's genuinely like they're dudes on the street. Almost always, it's white guys being like, yeah, you know. A, People say Asian women aren't thick, but look at the booty on that girl. And they're just creepy camming on women on the street. I just don't know why the algorithm put it in, uh, but I I appreciate it. <laughs> the one in Miami, <laughs> the one in Miami really made me feel like I was back home because, you know, Miami is not like a, a walkable city. At all. It's like in Florida. The, the neighborhood I grew up in to this day doesn't have sidewalks yeah. or a sewer system. Like it's yeah, we don't have sidewalks in my neighborhood. There's just no infrastructure. No one wants to pay taxes, so shit just doesn't get done, right? So if you are Word. walking on the street, there is an assumption that like you might be a psychopath, right? I say this as someone that walks around the city <laughs> normally, uh, and people assume I'm a psychopath. But in the Miami one, it was great because it's all the chatter you'd get from like the other locations, Paris, New York, but it's all Florida people who are just hanging out on the street. So like there'll just be some guy just like ordering like a, a cafe cubano, and then someone will walk by just like I don't care what sort of Muslim you are. You heard a gun kata? <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> what? No, I don't even smell the piss anymore. But I appreciate you telling me, man. Hey, what's up? You want a bump? Just like shit you'd hear <laughs> in Florida. Hey, hey, man, let me get some bus money. I, I've been like into making sushi. It's not a real community college, but like it, it's you could learn sushi there. <laughs> I could teach you based in like a, a week. End of this month, we put out a demo. We start hitting clubs. They're just fragments <laughs> of sad Florida conversations. That feels like it'd give me flashbacks, but... 60 acres, pristine land. We go in on it now, split it, lock it down, couple rows of live oak. My uncle retired off that shit. That sounds so familiar. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just one guy, one guy like, you're in Miami. Speak English, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, my nephew used to fuck with Denzel Curry. No, he didn't. <laughs> it really made me feel like at, at home. No, no one got their dick sucked in, in that one, other than Guy Harvey, who everyone agreed was a great artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so I was watching those for a little bit, and then the algorithm led me to uh, Steve Wallace. Do you know Steve Wallace? I don't. He is a mystery. He is the most interesting man I've ever seen. Steve Wallace does what he calls uh, stealth camping. Wait, 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 let me guess. You're camping somewhere you're not supposed to be, and no one finds you. Yes, but it's not so much somewhere you're not supposed to be as it is a spot nobody gives a shit. Why are you there? Oh, that's sadder. My, my idea was oh. like you're breaking in, and it's... It's incredible. Some sort of interesting. It's so bittersweet because he has a million videos, 10 billion followers. He, he has like the, the YouTube plaque, like the platinum award. Oh, he, yeah. He's probably making more than the nation of Guyana. Like he, <laughs> he's making so much money. But the videos, when you watch them, they have that like the same sort of like slow walking vibe where they'll start. He's just got a scraggly beard, a dirty hoodie. And I'll go like... Oh, my, my wife just uh, dropped me off here. Just like in the middle of like the shittiest town in like East Michigan. And I'll go like, oh, so you got the comfort in here. And I, uh, looks like there's some trees in that median there. We'll go ahead and see if, you know, we'll go to the gas station. I got to buy a, I, I got to buy a, a, a lighter and maybe some, see if they have some shoelaces so we get our hammock up and uh, let's just see what's up. And he just goes into the median or like a junkyard or he puts like aluminum foil on all the windows of his van. He's like, here we are stealth camping and long-term parking at the airport. And it's like, why are you doing this? How much do you hate your wife? I do want to watch that though. No, it's fat. You should, <laughs> you should probably put it on right, put it, uh, throw it on. So your thought is like, wow, this guy must fucking hate his wife that every weekend is just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to sleep under my car uh, outside of a football stadium because security doesn't come by that often. But like, as he's talking to the camera, he's a wife guy. He's just like, check this out. This, my wife got me. This is like a nice little, but my beautiful wife, who's the best, best woman that I've ever met in the world, got me this cool little bag where I can put my disposable razors and, and my, my, uh, hot pot from the back of the van. So you know, another great call from my amazing wife. I want to know everything about his life. <laughs> Who is his wife? It's like he's LARPing having been evicted for a ton of money, which would be off-putting, except it does seem like he loves it more than anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he found what he loves and he's getting paid for it, I guess. he, he his That information also does seem useful right now in this era. His catchphrase is like, well, hammock's up under the underpass, looking pretty good. Wind's a little hard, but that's step one done. His catchphrase is, now it's time for step two. And he cracks like a big Foster's can and just starts getting drunk every episode. <laughs> that kicks ass. He's just in a hammock, getting drunk under an underpass, talking about how beautiful his wife is every single time. And I love it. How does this guy not get robbed? He's walking around cameras? Because he's where nobody would ever go. Oh, that's right. That's the stealth part of it. Yeah. Duh. My bad. <laughs> he's just like, oh. Look at that. It's uh looks like a discarded bit of soiled clothes. That's usually a good sign that this is a place you can set up camp. I'm like, "Steve, th this is an issue." <laughs> so that's how I've been spending my time watching Vietnamese hand jobs and pseudo hobos yes. get drunk under underpasses. The 2020 dream. <laughs> really just doing some foreshadowing for my life that I haven't realized yet. <laughs> It's like nothing is, is I've done everything you can do within this fucking submarine. 
Like I'm just out of, I'm like barely getting joy out of uh, K-pop anymore because there's no, the coronavirus has fucked them up too. Like oh, everyone yeah. is supposed to be on tour. It's supposed to be the big moment, right? Like Blackpink was at Coachella. Now it's like, it, it's going international only. No, there's travel restrictions and you can't do stadiums. And South Korea has got a good hold on it. So they have a couple of domestic shows, but for the most part, all of the, like the studio system there where there's like three to five labels and all the performers are completely owned. They have no idea what the fuck they're supposed to do either. So oh, of course not the K-pop content. Uh, JYP is, is the studio I like the most. Uh, they have like most of the, the bands I like JYP. You can tell is out of ideas. He knows he can't do shows, but he has to keep putting out like content for YouTube or digital plat like that's the place everyone's going right everyone's starting right. podcasts everyone's like well now's a good time to yeah, create, well. create my youtube series and it's like yeah might as well only it's not sustainable so this is jyp's uh media ideas for his bands i just want to list this is an actual list you, you can see the quality of his ideas devolve right so when coronavirus hit uh we had twice or Itzy or Stray Kids or whatever, go on a Hawaii trip. Okay. All right. Cooking dinner in silence. It's like an ASMR thing. All like, right. All right. Well, that was that was sort of big. Cooking dog treats. Okay. We just did the cooking thing. Going to fashion school. Uh, yeah. That's you a know, good one. that's good. Che Young is she's, in, she's into design yeah. and she doesn't have the time normally. So, yeah, great. Uh, playing Minecraft, uh, silently building a Lego. <laughs> um standing still in a designated area and hitting a balloon with a plastic hammer until uh someone until the balloon hits the ground what it, so there's a, a balloon is floating around and there's a circle on the ground and all the members of twice can't leave the circle they have to use a plastic hammer to keep the balloon in in the air this is a 20 minute video <laughs> all right uh every member quietly taking the myers-briggs test <laughs> Make, making candles, doing karaoke, playing piano, uh, unboxing and looking at the art of their own album. This is That's three, just weird. This is three episodes long. What the fuck? Something called healing camping, where they just send the group out to a mosquito. It's a hundred degrees. Oh my god! You showed me that one. It was mosquito, awful. They were all miserable. It was like six episodes long, and it's just them going like, "Man, it is too hot." To leave the tent does anyone even know how to set up a tent just every camping trip i've ever taken in my early 20s it's just the girls being like i fucking hate this they went down to a stream they just looked at a ditch for 20 minutes and skipped stones for half of that that was incredible because it everything about k-pop is produced and edited and like tweaked in a specific way to give you specific emotion but for some reason, the way they did that, it swung back around to just being cinema verite where you're just getting like the most authentic version of a terrible camping trip you can imagine. It was bleak. It, the thing that made it interesting was how unhappy everyone was. You could hear the bugs, their consulates. Like, what if your favorite idol was extremely unhappy and tired and swatting at mosquitoes? They had like a treasure chest like, oh, wow, you won the uh, you're the first to set up your tent. Let's see what you won. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, maybe it'll be like a portable fan or something. And they're like, oh, it's a warm watermelon. <laughs> 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 
So you you could tell that that I was sort of a dud, and JYP maybe took it a little personally because like, fine, you don't want to go outside and enjoy a fucking week of camping. Uh, I'm sorry, it's too hot. We'll stay inside. So it was uh, gardening your plants uh, in the in the JYP dorm, just going around watering the plants, then playing mafia, and then he really he's like, you want to stay inside? Fine. Who can stack the most toilet paper rolls in 30 seconds? Every member will be participating. I'm taking this deadly serious. <laughs> Who can pick out the most jelly beans from a bowl using chopsticks in 60 seconds? That one does sound fun. That was an episode. Uh, who can hide a sign on their back for the longest without any other members seeing? These are like, I am hoping, 90-second bits. No, these are all 20 minutes long. No, that's, that's awful. Who can run faster while holding an egg on a spoon in their mouth? <laughs> who can catch a piece of toast with their teeth when a toaster shoots it up at their face i love how these are just now really terrible corporate team building exercises yeah everyone is out of fucking ideas just have them play various games of cards have them gamble that'd be fun i'd watch them play poker yeah that might be just, you need to here's the thing you need to call jyp up <laughs> Let him if know. you're like hey i got an I, I got an idea for uh twice digital content i'm sure the secretary would be like yes sir i'll put you right through yeah <laughs> He's like, I was, I was on another call, but what do you got, Brett, for the love of fucking God? There's nothing entertaining or fun anymore. This is why it's I've... all been done. There's no, there's no, early on people were like, this is going to be a great opportunity for you to grow and really be creative. No, it isn't. It is if you're into animation. Animation is doing great right now. Uh, there's no, like, fall off at all. Uh, I just finished watching this new show, Infinity Train, that was fucking incredible by the dude who did regular show, which... I did not expect him to go from regular show, which is like a modern Beavis and Butthead, but, you know, with some actual charm to it and a significantly less dumb, but a, but a similar style, like bros broing out kind of feel to it. And uh, he went from that to like a really incredible anthologized sci-fi show where it's just like deep plot and characterization. And it is very dark for having ever aired on Cartoon Network in like a non-Adult Swim time slot genuinely incredible sci-fi show uh, and every season focuses on a different character the idea being if you're trying to escape your problems a sort of crazy sci-fi train appears and is in some way shape or form tempting to you in that moment right either offered and take you where you want to go or styled in a certain way you get on you pass out you wake up uh and you're in each train car is its own little mini world right and the idea being you work through your problems as you work through the train cars and where the train is, if you try to get off at that point, is just this weird wasteland. So you can't actually leave until you've worked through your problems. That sounds like very poignant and well thought out and well written and executed. I just, I, I don't know. I can't do animation. It's fantastic. I'm sure it is. So good. I can't watch. So good. That I was like, that was one of the few cartoons. shows I've watched in a while where like it got to the end and I still had that like, holy fucking shit energy. Oh, I love those shows. That one was amazing though. I wish I loved anything as much as you love cartoons. God, they're so good. Well, I wanted to be an animator when I was a kid. I just have no artistic ability. And it's especially in these times, it's delightful because there's no reminder. It's like a true escape. The whole point of animation is they're building an entirely new world for you. They can do things that are so much harder to do with live action, right? There's no weird prop failures. There's none of that. The thing looks exactly the way the person wanted it to look. It's awesome. So it's like... I want to watch a show about dragons and not once think about how weird it is that this dude is hanging out in conversation with people without a mask on. It's like, you don't, 
because they're all cartoon characters. So you don't ever fucking think about that shit. Versus if I watch The Office and I'm like, nobody can do that now, can they? Go into an office, huh? And that's why I'm just going to keep watching cartoons. But we're going outside the city for a few months, hopefully short term, just to see what the fuck happens since the fall is going to be bad with COVID. And also because I'm tired of being trapped in this tiny ass location and paying New York rent prices when I am unable to do literally anything but sit in my apartment. So cartoons and the ability to walk outside and not be surrounded by humans who aren't wearing masks will be cool. I still assume the humans won't wear masks, but they'll just be way less of them. There's actually like trees to walk through in the fall in the Northeast, which really is gorgeous. I'd like to see a tree. Yeah, that part I'm looking forward to. So there is that to look forward to. There's always cartoons. Thank you, cartoons. And now there's going to be some nature. If anyone has an idea for something I could do to enjoy myself, please let me know. There's nature for you too. Because I've already burned through most of the stealth camping videos and I've read Convenience Store Woman like four times. Great book. So, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Show accounts at Dumb Awful Show. You can find bonus episodes on Patreon. Uh, and then, as always, you can uh, join the Discord and come hang out and chat with us. Uh, subscribe, rest review on iTunes. We appreciate it. All right, thanks, y'all. <laughs>